0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: We are deep into the playoffs in the NFL. We are also deep into the coaching search carousel. It just keeps spinning. Uh, We thought maybe there would be more openings. Maybe Dallas, maybe Philadelphia. No, no. Maybe? Buffalo? Probably not. I mean, they've been in the playoffs so many years, and Sean McDermott did a great job, but, man, Bill Belichick's still sitting out there. Brooke Pryor covers the Steelers, also covers the NFL, and is our friend. Uh, She joins us on the Adam Gold Show at B.E. Pryor on Twitter. Let's talk about the games, first of all. Um, How much of the—and it's not really criticism of Josh Allen, but just really criticism of those last two plays— I guess, that we're, uh, that we're dealing with. How much is that, in your mind, unfair, and how much is, hey, it's fair to say that they needed better out of those two plays?
0: I think it's absolutely fair to say they needed better out of those two plays. To me, I keep going back to this roots in a coaching Issue more than a quarterback issue. I know that Sean McDermott has gotten them to the playoffs a number of times. They've won games in the playoffs while he's been there, but this just seems to be like the monkey on his back that he can't get off beating the chiefs or, you know, advancing to a super bowl. Um, I know that the bills obviously were a flawed team in the playoffs. They had so many defensive injuries. Um, But the, the, to me, it's, it's the pacing Of the last couple plays in that game, I mean, I felt like they were playing not to lose as much as they, I felt like they were playing not to lose more than they were playing to win. Um, It felt like they were, I I don't know, it it felt like they were a kind of assumed like, oh, yeah, no, of course we're going to get that field goal. And, um, well, they Mm -hmm. got the field goal, but they did not make it. Um, They're playing to tie. And I also feel like I go back to the fake punt that they tried to run with DeMar Hamlin. What in the world are you doing? <laughs> and it just, I don't know, to me, I think that that goes back to a coaching thing, the decision to try the fake punt and then the, the lack of um, urgency and how slow they were running some of those plays, trying to, to drain time off the clock. Cause I understand you don't want to give Patrick Mahomes the opportunity to get back on the field, but, it didn't even matter because you know you end up missing the field goal. So I think <laughs> it was just frustrating all the way around. See, see,
1: my read of that last play. So you're the second person who who, who oh, if I, if I read this correctly, who's saying that you thought the Bills were playing for the field goal late. I actually thought they were trying to score a touchdown. With because they had only had they were at the twenty-seven yard line with full two minutes left, it would be pretty silly, I think, to play for a field goal at that point, knowing that you could win the game uh right there. But I thought they were trying to score a touchdown with uh w- w- by leaving no t- and leave no time on the clock for Mahomes, which they've tried with thirteen seconds and that didn't work. Really, zero is the only way to make that work. I just thought that Allen, rather than take the checkdown to either uh, Diggs, who wasn't great, uh, or the other receiver who was also underneath. They were both there. They could have gotten a first down with that throw, but he still threw it in the end zone. So I don't know if that was communicated one way or the other uh, because I thought that they were trying to pick up, they should have been trying to pick up a first down uh, Mm -hmm. in in that situation. So I was still in, they're going to score a touchdown mode, but I think they just wanted to use all the clock in doing it.
0: You know, it kind of felt like, that Sean McDermott wanted to play for a field goal, but Josh Allen wanted to play for a touchdown. <laughs> like, when you look at the way that, that, that the play, the, the throws that Josh was trying to make versus the way, like, the, the lack of urgency on some of those things, like, it, it felt like they just weren't on the same page. And Josh Allen was like, I'm tired of this being conservative stuff. I'm not going to settle for a first down. We're not going to chip away at this going to happen right now and and then it doesn't and then you're unfortunately your field goal kicker misses that field goal I mean I I understand if you're Josh Allen you are probably so frustrated that you've played a great game up until this point you yep. don't have any turnovers and here you are you just can't get over that hump I mean so frustrating for him I'm sure
1: no question I know on uh, get up this morning I don't know if you saw the clip but um, the the idea that if you're Buffalo, if you're the Pagulas, do you place a phone call uh, to uh, Nantucket right now and see if Bill Belichick might be interested? And if the answer is yeah, I'll uh, I'd be more than interested to have Josh Allen as my quarterback as opposed to what I had in New England the last couple of years. I
0: uh, I mean, do you do you make that call? I think you make the call. I mean, I think if if you're a team that has a head coach opening you have to do your due diligence and make the call and if you're even considering moving on from your head coach you maybe like put out a few feelers like hey i you do you want to let the fish off the hook that you have to recast the hook and maybe like come away with a 45 pounder instead of like a 20 pounder i don't know i don't fish i don't really know <laughs> i don't, I don't either the, the 20
1: pounder is pretty good i mean it's right. a pretty like, good you, fish
0: good coach he's he's gotten you pretty far but like could bill belichick tip the scales and like win you a championship belt i feel like i'm just mixing metaphors all <laughs> over the place i don't know what you win if you catch a really good fish other than like a great tender profile picture um and bragging rights to all your friends but like i mean may, maybe i i don't know I, I to me if you're not sure about your head coach you at least do some back channeling and test the waters kind of see what you could possibly be doing, what what some of the other options are out there. Um, I, I don't think that it hurts.
1: Brooke Pryor is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. All right, so in the AFC, we have uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, the team that is always in the AFC Championship game six years in a row now, uh, against what looks to be an almost unstoppable force in Baltimore, who has, they have Lamar Jackson, great receivers, a really good running game, and one of, historically, one of the best defenses we've ever seen. Um, it seems like a tall order for Kansas City, but I guess they've got Patrick Mahomes, so anything's possible.
0: It's true, and it's it's almost so frustrating because the Chiefs are a great story. They've been a great story. Patrick Mahomes is a great story. Like, we've got Taylor Swift, we've got Travis Kelsey, we've got Jason Kelsey doing <laughs> whatever Jason Kelsey wants to do. Like, it's so fun but at some point, it's like, gosh, can, can we get some different storylines? You know, <laughs> we've, we've been saying the same thing over and over and over again. And the Ravens, I, I love watching this Ravens team. Mm-hmm. How can you not love watching Lamar Jackson, watching what they do on defense, watching You know, I, I really have liked watching the evolution of Isaiah Likely. He's one of my favorite players because I, I covered Mark Andrews when he was at OU. I think he's a great mm-hmm. tight end. And when he went down... I was not concerned about the Ravens' viability as a Super Bowl contender because Isaiah likely had stepped up last year in some really clutch situations and I felt like he was ready to make that jump. Um, and sure enough, he has been. Yep. Um, and then I think the the run game, I mean they have had so many injuries at that spot and yet they just keep reloading. Um Delvin Cook didn't have I think he had he had 8 carries against the Texans but he had that 19-yard one. I was like, gosh, he didn't have more than 14 in one carry for the Jets. And it just it feels like they've got the momentum. But the Bills felt like they had the momentum when I watched them play right. the Steelers. Granted, the Steelers are not as good as the Chiefs by any means. Um, but it felt like it, it doesn't matter what you do or who you have. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, and that is just an an automatic argument winner, an automatic, like, that's the decider. Um, it doesn't matter if there are, like, no wide receivers or anything else. Like, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way, especially in the playoffs. Um, my one tip to Baltimore this week is don't say anything that he could possibly use as an Instagram <laughs> caption if he wins. Like, I forget what the Bills player was that said. Like, I think, I think it was a Bills player that said, You know, Patrick Mahomes has played in a lot of playoff games, but he hasn't played in one in Buffalo. Good luck. Right. And after he beat them, he captioned his Instagram (laughs) quote, good luck. And it's like, gosh, you, he, he, he knows that he's the best quarterback in the world. And yet he can still manufacture the chip on his shoulder to come out and just absolutely destroy you. So if I'm the Ravens this week, compliment him, talk about how great he is. Don't you Dare give that man any bulletin board or Instagram caption material.
1: Brooke Pryor, ESPN, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. More important fan for the Chiefs this week on the road, Taylor Swift or Jason Kelsey. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruda, capital financial advisory group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know?
0: Oh, that's so tough. Yeah, You know what? I, I say this as I'm quite literally wearing a Taylor Swift Airs tour the Navy crew <laughs> neck right now as I talk to you. So I am a Swifty. However, sure. I really love the Jason Kelsey coverage. Yep. Like, I, I love Jason Kelsey's presence. I love Kylie Kelsey. Like, he is just so fun. And seeing him just, like, hop out of the suite – Get in the stands with the fans, <laughs> lift the little girl up to show Taylor Swift the poster like he's the comic relief I feel like I need. <laughs> and like we all need like a little bit of levity for all of the Brads and Chads that are so upset about t- this Taylor Swift shots. Like, yes. the shots of her celebrating with Jason in the back shirtless chugging a beer. That's what I want out of out of the the, the reaction shots in the suite. Give me both. But make sure that, like, for every Taylor Swift shot, we're getting one of Jason Kelsey just being an absolute bro.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's funny. All the people who are so mad that the, at the Taylor Swift camera shots, they can they can kind of rest easy that we're going to get Jason Kelsey shots as much. He is uh, incredibly entertaining. Let me go to the San the San Francisco Detroit game. Uh, I thought Green Bay was the better team, really, for three plus quarters and. They really let you to bring back your fishing metaphor. They let that one off the hook in the last ten minutes of that game. Unfortunately for them, uh, but maybe that's what San Francisco needs to get all the way through. How do you see that game?
0: Yeah, I do. I think that that San Francisco needed that wake up call. Um, I'm not sure what Debo Samuel's status is going to be for that game. I think they said it's it's not a fracture, right? Which is good news because. I think the thing that makes the 49ers so dangerous is having all of the weapons that they have at their disposal. It's really hard for a defense to, to to take one away when you've got like a Medusa type of, of offense where, you know, you cut a snake off. There's 15 other ones that you got to yeah. deal with. It's like a Hydra. Um, I think that I, gosh, I really like the lions. Though, like, they feel like a, a team of destiny mm. to me. um, That was so hard watching both the 49ers Packers game. To me, that is what I want out of every playoff game. It was so close. I think if you're a Packers fan, you come out of that feeling like the Packers are much farther ahead in this rebuild than they should be. (laughs) Like they have really hit on something in Jordan Love. That last pick was just, oh, it hurt my soul. Um, But it kind of felt like, well, this is appropriate. This is, I should have guessed that this was going to happen. But I think you come out of that game feeling much better about the Packers trajectory than the 49ers, at least in terms of of looking forward at, at, you know, the 49ers are still a very, very, very good team. They're obviously still alive in the playoffs, but the hope of the Packers and what their ceiling could be leaves me really excited. And then when I watch the Bucks lions game, I kind of feel the same way about the Bucks that I did with the Packers. Not quite as optimistic, but I look at the way that Baker Mayfield has rebuilt himself, mm-hmm. and I am so excited to see what he does in 2024. Um, I thought for a long time that I didn't like Baker going number one overall to Cleveland because he's a guy – he needs to have people count him out. When you're drafted number one overall, <laughs> no one is counting you out. The NFL is quite literally saying, you're the best there is. We believe in you. Like you might have some doubters, like, oh, this guy shouldn't have gone number one overall, but it's still hard to really manufacture that argument. But man, when you're cut by the Carolina Panthers, people really are counting you out. Like that's <laughs> you don't have to do a lot of legwork there, a lot of a lot of emotional manipulation to get yourself fired up. And so to see him play the way that he played, I thought he played a really good game against the lions. But like I said earlier, the lions are a team of destiny to me. It feels like their defense is playing so well. The Jared Goff Renaissance is Mm -hmm. fun to watch. Jameer Gibbs is playing great. I, I just really like the scrappiness of this lions team. They are such a reflection of their head coach and that is, I don't know, it feels like we're going into like the Disney movie finale scene even though this isn't even the Super Bowl, but it feels like the Lions going up against the 49ers is like the the 49ers are going to be the heavy favorite, the decorated like yep. everybody expects them to win and the Lions are this scrappy underdog team that's somehow going to pull off the the magical upset. You know, I I I'm getting chills talking about it. Um and I'm not a Lions fan. I just love a good underdog story. So to me, the
1: Lions are, are the best story in the playoffs right now. Yep, it, it, it's going to be an absolute blast. Brooke Pryor at B E Pryor from ESPN, she covers the Steelers. We didn't even talk Steelers. Next time we'll talk Steelers. Uh, appreciate your time. And I didn't if I had known that you were going to be wearing a Taylor Swift New Era's tour uh, navy crew neck, uh, we would have demanded to do this on video uh, so oh, we could have talked about time. that. Next time uh, we'll do that. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You got it. Brooke Pryor from ESPN. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery Grand Opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com.